Welcome to Black Health Matters. I'm Daryl Armistead, your host. This episode is a Zoom recording of Howard University group session led by Dr. Clive Callender. Which I thought was, which I thought was surprisingly high, but you guys think it's low, huh? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That is a, a great article on loneliness, which uh, I'm sure uh, many people have. And uh, we talk about the, the fact that you can be among people and be very lonely, and you can be with people and not be lonely. So uh, what determines whether you're lonely or not? The question, what determines whether you're lonely or not? Um, I guess uh, a diagnosis from your um, psychologist? Uh, no, we're well, not asking, you're not asking for your psychologist, asking you, uh, how do you know when you're lonely without having a psychologist? If you feel lonely. <laughs> it's an emotional need. Yeah, that's right. If right. you don't connect. Yeah. Emotional. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you feel lonely and you got a thousand people around you, you are lonely. <laughs> so, uh, so they 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 talked about the fact that uh, they had a seminar uh, uh, for loneliness, and uh, they had more than two thousand people show up online for the seminar because there's so many lonely people in the world, uh, and uh, they talked about uh, there was loneliness causes sickness, as uh, we, all, we all know. But it causes strokes, it causes heart attacks, it causes obesity, it causes many things that are undesirable. And uh, the question is, what do you do about it? What, you're lonely and, and what, you know, are you, are you lonely because you're uh, surrounded by people who are, you don't like, or are you lonely because you are, alone or why are you lonely? And they, they talked about the fact that some divorced people by design are not lonely at all. They're happy to be free from their spouses. <laughs> uh, and there's some people who are widowed and uh, they are very unhappy and lonely. So uh, as, as you're mentioning, it, it, it's kind of up to you. And they talked about one of the ways to uh, address loneliness. And what do you think of some ways to address mine? Hmm. No Stay idea? Busy. Stay busy. Busy doing what? Anything. Involvement, <laughs> talking, <laughs> shopping. Volunteering. <laughs> Volunteering. Uh, yeah, right. What about then, having somebody move in with you? Say again. <laughs> you either move in with somebody or have somebody move in with you. That depends on who you have moving in with you. Yeah. Are you compatible with that person? So some some they, people come companion dogs or animals that that you're very that you like to associate with. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're pointing out that there's many ways of overcoming it. And uh, as you said, some people have companion animals. And some people start by meditating. Mm -hmm. Mindful meditating is one way of doing it. And another simple way, you're all talking about connecting with people and, and expressing gratitude and giving thanks to people for whatever they do. And then you all mentioned it already, having an authentic connection with somebody. That, uh, uh, whether, and of course, this group is a good example of connections. And so group uh, meetings are another good way of establishing connections. Uh, and, uh, uh, but what is most interesting is the number of, of illnesses that are associated with being lonely. Uh, and uh, so it's important to uh, connect with people, to share uh, with people because it's healthy. And I think it's, uh, uh, and, 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 you know, I think of uh, Flavia who has a number of groups that she, <laughs> that she participates in and uh, helping people. And helping people is another way. So, so those are ways uh, to, I guess one of the commonest problems these days, especially because of COVID. Then the, 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 the other thing that I wanted to point out is uh, they talk about how are you going to be safe for the holidays? You know, and uh, is it okay to uh, party hop, party hop, go to different parties? And uh, one of the most important things that in this day and age is who are you going to party hop with? Yeah. Are they vaccinated? Have they had the booster shot? Uh, all of those things factor into it. Uh, are they going to be socially distancing? Are they going to, is it inside? Are you going to be wearing masks? Uh, and uh, what do you think? Is it important to have family gatherings now? I don't think it's much better than last year. Um, obviously, everything's opened up. We're out shopping. Um, we're out. But to have those big gatherings in a closed environment in your home, I don't think we're any better than we were last year. We still have to limit or stick to a bubble. What we I think about it is um, it's more important to have family gatherings now under COVID. That's true. It's important to have them. How you have them becomes critical. Yes, uh, with, with us for the holidays, one of the things that uh, we got involved with is, is Zoom sessions. And um, um, my mother-in-law, we have provided her with the grand pad. And that's a means of um, connecting with them. And um, we even, we had a good time Thanksgiving with having those types of social media things available to us. I think we had about three or four different um, Zoom meetings and uh, different sorts of social media meetings. Any other thoughts? I think safety is one of the important things. Uh, what about the uh, these uh, dips that we used to have? Can we still do that again? Dips? Yeah. yeah, chip and dip things, you know. Oh, yeah. 
You just don't double dip. Answer is no. Still not safe. You can't give gifts? No, dips. It's unwise. It is unwise and it's unsafe. Do chip and dip. Right. Right. They're still saying avoid it. Weren't you supposed to avoid it in the first place? I made it. Well, we didn't avoid it before, but we need to avoid it now. Uh, some would have argued, as you say, that it wasn't that great in the first place. But, uh, I think uh, that before pandemic, you would do chip and dip, which means you're going from chip to dip. Now, and I didn't always do this in the past, have that spoon in there to use it um, or not have as many dips. I'm aware to put something in there to use where you're not putting it in your mouth and back into the dish. Yeah, well, it, it's probably wisest to avoid it if you could. In this environment, at least now. Uh, should you be around people who are not vaccinated? No. <laughs> uh, how you know, but it's so hard to ask relatives. I got some relatives. I've just found out that they get so adamant about not getting the vaccination, especially some of the young ones. So I feel like, and then they want to take trips and then all of a sudden they can't go on the trips because they're not vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't know what they're doing, but there's a whole clan of relatives I know. And um, I, they usually sometimes a long time ago, they would come over, but this year I just feel like telling them, which I will, indiscreetly you have been vaccinated so don't come yeah well that's a sensible thing to do it may be unpopular but uh it's, your life is at stake so uh, how about indoor performances uh-huh <laughs> okay john and daryl <laughs> well, i'm waiting for this <laughs> I've, I've been doing it since september and uh you know, I've, I've been uh, more comfortable now because uh, in order to get into these venues now, they're requiring uh, vaccination cards. People who don't have vaccination cards, um, one of the venues had um, uh, ability to get tested right there and, you know, 15 minute tests. Uh, and as well as the uh, the PCR test, which comes back uh, in 24 hours. But um, I'm I'm going to be playing. I, I did uh, a Messiah on on Sunday Sunday evening, and uh, the parishioners had uh, had masks. The performers had masks, except for the soloists. Okay, when the soloists came up, they they took their mask off. When the preacher came up, they had they took their mask off. The conductor had a mask. All the performers had masks, but you know the the trumpet players had to take their masks off to play. Um, I'm 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 doing both. I'm I'm doing uh, uh, brass and keyboard and percussion. So on the keyboard and percussion, I can keep my mask on, but with the brass, I have to take the mask off. On the stage, I'll have my mask off because everybody in the band is vaccinated. I, I know that. But as soon as I 
play my last note, my mask goes on. Sounds sensible. Any other thoughts about it? I know um, I've been John, singing. where was your the performance? At uh, Trinity Episcopal up on um, uh, Branch, no, no, not, not Branch Avenue, uh, Piney Branch Road. Who was the conductor? Ah, uh, you, you, you know him. He was a, a a singer. I forget his name. <laughs> I forget his name right now. Okay. I'll tell you later on. All right. We've been You're talking about stuff. Kevin. Kelvin. Kelvin Page. Kelvin. Kelvin Page. Thank you. We've been singing since September with the uh, special voice masks, and. Uh, We've been rehearsing with social distancing and masking. Uh, and uh, as, as just kind of as you mentioned, the soloists will uh, take off the mask while they sing the solo. But all the rest of us are uh, masked, social distancing. So it is more risky to go inside. Uh, but as long as you have the safety precautions, I think it's, uh, it's doable. I was surprised. I was surprised, Doctor Calendar, that you could still hear the choir, and I actually sang with the chorus, you know, on the uh, on the choruses, uh, and I, I was I was really surprised. It was it was very well balanced. Um, it's a small uh, instrumental ensemble to go with with the uh, with the choir, but I was I was really surprised that you could actually hear. It wasn't as bright as before, of course, but musically it was, it was very good. Yeah, I think it's uh, Carol. Tell them about the singer's mask. When you use those, you can hear just as well as if they didn't have a mask on. I'm I'm not so sure that that's that true, but I, I I think you can hear pretty good. I mean, it sounds pretty good. You remember uh, Sylvia's testimony the other day? She went down to hear the uh, Choral Arts Society. And uh, she said the diction and everything, she could hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, all of us use the, the, the uh, choral, the voice masks, and uh, uh, they work well. I just, uh, I'm not sure that they're as, as well as not without the mask, but it certainly is uh, valuable. How about uh, going to the theater? I think they have distancing in the theater. <laughs> yeah, they, they say they do. Yeah, yeah. They, and this will be a test because uh, up until now, the, the masses have not been coming to the theater. So it's been easy to social distance. Uh, but I think. Uh, I think it is important to talk to, the, if you have something indoors, to, to try to have as many people as you can to be vaccinated. Uh, and uh, those who are not vaccinated uh, probably should stay away, but uh, that's a family thing. But it, it is so important to, to have the connections and the family uh, fears. They just probably could be smaller. Uh, uh, Daryl is performing also. Daryl, how do you do it? Yeah, Daryl has never stopped performing yet. 
Um, yeah, I slowed down a little bit. Uh, over the summer was all outdoors. Uh, now I'm indoors, and in Illinois, there's no precautions. Um, it's exactly like pre-pandemic. Really? <laughs> That's interesting. Hmm. Illinois, huh? You're different. Okay. Anyway, um, any other comments or thoughts? Flavor, we were talking about you before you joined us, and uh, uh, I guess, is she going again? But anyway, uh, any other thoughts about this uh, before we go into our, our presentations? Um, Dr. Callan, backing up to where you were saying that 56% of youth are obese. Yeah. Uh, if you've noticed, um, if you go to games or anything, uh, it used to be like cheerleaders were always the thin girls. <laughs> but even if, when you look at the college, um, it's no longer thin girls. You see the big girls doing everything. Um, society has changed. I didn't know if it was discrimination or what. It's just like airline stewardess. It used to be everybody had to be a young female that was attractive. Now you got the saints. You got the senior citizens as airline hostess, you know, and they don't have to look that good. But um, things just... <laughs> they just... <laughs> They just, have, they just have they changed, you know, society <laughs> changed. And I don't know if it's discrimination or what, but oh, I was looking at even um, the Thanksgiving um, parade um, for Macy's. Um, I was looking at the high school um, and the college bands that were there and the drum majorettes and all of them. There were some big girls there. I mean, they yeah. did the athletic and everything. But our society has accepted if you're obese, it used to be you had to be skinny, mini, and athletic to be on a cheerleading or like that. But now everybody. So I don't know if it's better or worse, but it's just different to see. That's that 50%. Most of us are thicker now than years ago. But I'm talking about the young people. I'm yeah, talking about high up. school, college, elementary. When you look at the cheerleading squad, they are totally different. I've noticed. I've noticed. Uh huh. It's I've not noticed. over so the fat lady sings. Oh boy. Okay, <laughs> that, that was in, that was in uh, forty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> if you date yourself, though, but I'm if, just if we look at architecture from years ago, doorways were a lot smaller, slimmer, and shorter. Uh, ceilings were lower. Um, and especially a lot of the uh, Pueblo uh, dwellers and even um, in the uh, Museum of African-American History and Culture, uh, some of the, uh, the cabins that they have in there, the, the slave cabins, the, the doorways and the, you know, the, just smaller. We were smaller as a people, but we also got more exercise. Yeah. I wouldn't call it exercise. We just... Well, we were sl slaves. We worked we like more active <laughs> with the whip. <laughs> yeah, we should be exercising, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, any other comments from that, John? I guess you can start the slideshow. 
and be safe during the holidays as we're facing them. Now there's an interesting article about these four health measures are worse than women and children, which is uh, uh, not so good because the longest livers in our society are women. And so uh, their health is very critical. The teen birth rate uh, is interesting, uh, has dropped, which uh, is that good news or bad news? <laughs> it's good. It's probably a good, uh, yeah, I think it's good news. But apparently it's, 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 uh, it varies. Uh, and it talks about racial disparities remain prevalent, uh, eight times higher in American Indians. And of course, Daryl talked to us about the, uh, African uh, birth rate, which was significantly higher as well. Uh, um, there's one thing about that, about the birth rate of teens. Does it mean that teens are less sexually active or they have more mechanisms to keep from having children, such as abortions or birth controls? What is the cause where there's a lower teen birth rate? Uh, they didn't say in the article. Mm -hmm. I think that factor should be, you know, brought in. Why is there lower teen birth rate? Like in Arkansas, do they, they don't have probably the money for um, birth control. But are teens more conscious now about not having sex than they used to be with the media the way it is? I don't think so. I think with COVID, teenagers have to stay at home. Yes. Things are not as convenient for them now with the COVID issues. And that may be the main reason. Uh, then, then sadly, maternal mortality increased. And the, as we know, we have one of the highest uh, mortality, maternal mortality rates in the, among developed countries. Uh, and that's something that is particularly a problem in the uh, African-American population. What, what does that mean, Doc? Maternal what mortality. Mean? I mean, the mothers die, die more from uh, pregnancy than uh, uh, other people. So that uh, you would like to have a, a maternal mortality rate of zero, but uh, uh, that's not the case. And uh, black mothers face the greatest challenge and that's frightful. Because you, you don't really talk about mothers dying in pregnancy, although my mother died when I was born, but uh, that was before antibiotics now. But we still have a, a very high maternal mortality rates in the African-American population. Yeah, it looks yeah. like black and brown mothers are driving that uh, maternal mortality rate. Daryl, I can't hear you. Oh, it looks like black and brown mothers are driving that maternal mortality rate. Absolutely, which is frightening, yeah. Is it because of seeking help from a physician? Uh, I don't know, because uh, uh, there was an article on it that indicated that uh, 
uh, if you had the same ethnicity as uh, your doctor, you were likely to have a lower maternal mortality rate. And but I don't know if it's statistically significantly different, but uh, the data suggested that. Uh, but it is without question much higher in the African American, as as, as Daryl has said, the black and brown population. Dr. Callender, I think we talked about an article a few months ago about a black woman, um, OBGYN, who died um, in childbirth. And it was, uh, it really amplified the conversation. Um, and even she talked about in the process about her doctors not listening to her uh, in spite of the fact that she was a physician. Yeah, and you remember <laughs> Serena Williams had similar kind of problems. I also read that white doctors are more reluctant to give black and brown mothers epidurals mm -hmm. because uh, of the feeling that uh, black people have a higher tolerance to pain. That's sad that they should be so ignorant because uh, we know better. And then, of course, this issue of the drug deaths, which is uh, horrifying. Can you imagine uh, death, drug deaths among women increased in 23 states? Dr. Calder, how does uh, Sid enter into this factor? What? Sudden death, in, uh, sudden death syndrome. That has nothing to do with this. That, that's infants. You don't this hear about, that very much now, Dr. Callender. <clears throat> is that still a factor? Still? Yes, it is. Still occurs, but it's not as often as it was before, but it, it is still occurring. But the, uh, uh, the drug issue remains uh, one of the most difficult problems we have. And I think it's because of the the money that people make as a consequence of, uh, of it. And so we address the mules, but we don't address the people who really are responsible for it. Uh, you, you know what a mules means when it comes to drugs? It means the people carry. who yeah, the carriers, the, the, the people at the bottom of the, the pile. And they arrest those people, the people who or really responsible, really get uh, arrested. And then it's interesting that uh, prevalence of smoking has decreased, uh, uh, but women still smoke. It's interesting that Euro Europeans still smoke. Um, and uh, the lower earners are more likely to smoke than the higher earners. And those who are not college graduates uh, <clears throat> is like spoke to those who are not college graduates. So uh, it remains still a problem. And we know smoking is unhealthy. We know, know that it causes cancers. And uh, yet still people smoke. That is just like vaccine. And what's not included in a lot of the smoking uh, data are um, vaping which has become very, very popular. 
especially among <clears throat> teens, but also among a lot of adults. And vaping is causing, I mean, significant problems um, and death. Yeah. The irony of that is that um, people that made less than 25,000 could have more money to spend on expensive cigarettes. And the more money you made, the less money you spent on cigarettes. Right. And like you know, it's interesting. Just the you, opposite. Huh? you know, and if you look in the, if you walk down the street and where they're drug sellers, they're always sell, selling cigarette cigarettes. Maybe only for a dollar or whatever, but they're always uh, selling cigarettes. And uh, that's interesting, uh, as you mentioned. And this is an article I, I, I wanted to include so you could see, see if you feel the same way about uh, uh, being in the hospital as some of these people. And uh, nowadays, staying in the hospital is less likely because they, they discharge you sometimes sooner than you should be discharged. But uh, waiting for discharge is one of the things people that don't like. Uh, and they, they like to be discharged in the morning rather than the afternoon. Well, and you know, they always tell you're gonna be discharged at 11. And you know, at five or six o'clock in the afternoon, you're going to get out because it takes them that long. Yeah, that's that's what many people are unhappy about. The fact that uh, that is the case. My husband was discharged at 1030 one night. <clears throat> really? Mm -hmm. well, that's awful. Yeah. It is. It's horrible. Yeah. And it's, 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 it seems like it ought to be easier to do uh, with our technology, but it still remains an issue. Then I saw up above, they were talking about having private rooms because if you get a person sharing the room with you and they're moaning and groaning all night, it's worse for you because you get no rest. You get no rest anyway. Well, when you got to share rooms and the food is horrible. Well, that depends where you are. Which hospital has good food? Uh, MedStar. Which I don't Medstar? know about MedStar. I know. VA isn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, some hospitals, you can actually order what you want. Sibley. Yeah, Sibley. That's the only one I know of. Well, that doesn't mean it's the only one, but uh, it's certainly. <laughs> Anybody one. else have an experience with a good hospital with good food? Well, we may not. Oh, <laughs> VA, the VA, the VA hospital. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, VA hospital was, um, it was actually pretty decent. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, the, the biggest fear in the hospital is infection. And uh, what is tragic about that is it's related to hand washing, and, uh, which is very simple to do. 
that hand washing is the uh, something that nurses and doctors are not a hundred percent on. And that's a overstatement. <laughs> but that that's what we really have to work hard to uh, to improve. Dr. Callender, especially in nursing homes, I was wondering, uh, they always talked about the, um, the uh, UTIs. I, I never knew the, how impactful those things are. I mean, they, they can cause all kinds of problems. Well, yeah, well, of course, urinary tract infection is one of them, but uh, uh, Blood uh, infection is a consequence of all kinds of catheters, whether it's IVs or uh, catheters going in the, the uh, urinary tract or whatever, but uh, uh, infections uh, by bloodstream is uh, something that is the biggest problem. And then, of course, they, yeah. And many of these are all related to and, and then uh, this is an interesting uh, uh, about uh, what they don't include in this is there uh, used to be people who were fat had uh, a lot of uh, trouble with uh, being in the hospital because they treated them badly. Not, not only being old, but being overweight it used to be a problem. Now to speak of the racial discrimination that uh, exists. Also age. Yeah, they, I they don't I know if first. anybody's come across that. The yeah. older you get, they act like you're senile. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you have somebody with you, they talk to them instead of talking to you. They did my mother the same way. They were telling me instead of telling her as if she was deaf and dumb. So it, you know, and then I had that experience with my daughter just to get my fingernails done. And she, we went together and they talked to her as if I was standing there totally oblivious <laughs> that I couldn't pick out the color for my own fingernails. <laughs> that was extremely humiliating. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, age is age and, and obesity are things that, uh, and then of course uh, the issue about gender—that's also a problem. Would the hospital staff get any sensitivity or diversity training on a regular basis? Sen what was your last comment? Uh, yeah, hospital staff, they get any sensitivity, diversity, or age training, how to treat people, you know, how to treat seniors? I don't know if they have it about seniors. They have it about gender and other things. They need to do more about ageism and sexism. Yeah. They're beginning to do implicit bias teaching, but uh, we've got a long way to go. Sensitivity teaching is not adequate, I'll tell you that. I just included this just uh, to see what you thought about this. I think we all are aware of this situation where this uh, 
incapacitated women in long-term care deliver the baby. And uh, after they did the uh, DNA testing, they found out who was their father. And the father was a nurse. Mm. And this is the, the nurse. Uh, oh, and, man. And uh, he was put in jail. Uh, it's a long term, I think. Yeah. And uh, what do you think about that? Horrible. This, this is straight up, straight up embarrassing. Yeah. Disgusting. What, what drove him to do that? That means he's a man. That's good. well. Look at he it. Should have been put in solitary <laughs> confinement. You could, could not get a date normally. <laughs> Daryl. Daryl. He's right. I'm with Daryl. I'm with Daryl. 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 I am too. If you look at that guy, John, show a picture of him again. If you look at that guy. He looked like somebody that just came out of solitary confinement. <laughs> well, yeah, he's so what there. about the gynecologist that had molested a lot of women? Oh, that yeah. has been in the newspaper. So why do you think if a gynecologist who's an educated male can do that, why can't a male nurse, no matter what he looks like? As Dr. Callender said, he's a man. Yeah, it's a difference in your income, too. No, rich doctors have done it. No, I don't mean income that way. I mean, a nurse can't keep the media and the lawyers away from him as best as somebody who is making a whole lot of money. Wow. But it doesn't matter. For DNA testing, uh, that has nothing to do with money. It has to do with being able to find out who's the, the father. Uh, and once that's done, it doesn't really matter what kind of income you have. Because uh, Yeah, I've been watching too much TV because I see how people who have a lot of income can uh, pay for these high-powered lawyers. Well, high-powered lawyers can't overcome the DNA testing for that situation. But in, in general, that, that statement is accurate because uh, when they say uh, justice is blind, uh, it isn't necessarily a good thing that justice is blind because uh, uh, some of the tra travesties that occur in the courts uh, are uh, horrifying. A lot of it has to do with the trust uh, a person has in the physician. Look at the gymnastics uh, issue, yeah. um, which is horrifying as well. Uh, but those young women trusted this, this physician. Um, and then depending on the story you're told, and then when you report it and the, your, your responsible adults don't believe you or don't act on it, you know, that's another issue. So um, it's a, confounding problem um, and a terrible one. Yeah, it's one that uh, women have dealt with through the centuries. And it's only now that uh, people are 
giving it the appropriate attention. And they only believe it because of the DNA testing. Other than that, women still wouldn't be believed. Because of the what? Um, of the testing, the DNA testing. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Uh-huh. Well, um, had a hard time proving anything. They always said it was her fault. Yeah, they, they still do, and that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. You know, we like rape We still got a long way to go. Right, mm -hmm. rape victims is always their fault, how they dress yeah. and et cetera. But that's changed, fortunately, but uh, not as much as necessary. Uh, this is no surprise either that uh, blood pressure control has got worse because people are not exercising, people are not uh, getting out and moving about. So as the weight goes up, the blood pressure goes up as well. And uh, small changes in blood pressure result in strokes and other problems, cardiovascular problems. So, so the expectation is that we'll see more strokes and heart attacks because of this. Of course, people like John Buchanan who you still uh, running every morning? Not every morning. Th uh, about three times a week. Yeah. yeah. More more people need to do that too. Uh, and and not location. not running, walking. <laughs> okay, right. You're right. Okay. And I'll walking, walking whatever. I was getting ready to say running is something I'm not familiar with lately. Well, running has its own problems, right? Walking is much safer. I had one of our doctors who was running and uh, fell and broke his neck. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, I think this is something that uh, we can do something about. That's why I thought I'd pay to your attention. We can make a difference. We can exercise, aerobic exercises. And pushing back from the table. Well, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in uh, January because uh, it's planned to uh, require the federal government to uh, actually get rid of people who are not vaccinated. It's going to be tested. Dr. Callender, are the boosters um, only for the seniors or are they recommending um, everyone to everyone. get a boost? They're recommending for all adults. All adults, okay. <clears throat> And especially as these new variants come up, and the uh, boosters become even more important. So while at first it was just for seniors, now it's for all adults.
Now they, we talked last week about the uh, problems with the home tests causing a, a blind spot for the CDC. But uh, be that as it may, people are going to want to do home tests anyway. This is an interesting uh, uh, assessment. The judge temporarily blocked uh, uh, the uh, mandates of uh, uh, of course, the question is how long that will last. And of course, whether that will remain is a question because I think it's important that uh, that mandate be allowed to come to fruition. This is in the best interest of the country's health. Dr. Kellner, there was a story in Prince George's County. Um, they said a whole bunch of kids were vaccinated with uh, expired vaccines. So now they've got to come back and get vaccinated with the more up-to-date vaccines. Well, it's amazing. It's amazing we've gotten up to almost eight hundred thousand people dead from COVID. Sad. I'm getting close to six million humans. This is an interesting uh, study, although uh, you wonder about the competitiveness of these studies. Uh, that. Uh, Breakthrough infections were more likely to occur in the uh, Pfizer vaccine than the Moderna vaccine. Although uh, the, both drugs were effective, the Moderna was more effective in preventing breakthrough infections. But when you look at it, in excess of 1.2 cases per 1,000 people is may seem uh, small, but uh, that's you, then it becomes large. However, there's always going to be a question: which is better? And it appears as though the Moderna, according to these tests. Uh, is is the more effective vaccine in the long run? Both of them a whole lot more effective than the flu vaccine. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot more effective. The bottom line is that they're both safe, right? but it's just that Moderna is a little more effective than and safer than uh, Pfizer. Well, this is an interesting article because it, it addresses where it came from, although where it comes from to me is irrelevant, but uh, uh, they are suggesting that it came from one person uh, who was immunosuppressed, uh, but uh, I don't know that it matters that much. 
And uh, of course, we have a couple of articles on Omicron. Now, it still is an issue that uh, the unvaccinated more likely to die, 20 more times more likely to die than the, un than the vaccinated. And uh, the source is more likely to come from the unvaccinated than the vaccinated. So we don't have all the answers yet, but it does look as though uh, it is less virulent and less likely to cause death than the previous variants. But we still have uh, more testing to do. Oh, oh, Haiti has none. I didn't realize that, uh, but that Haiti has not has nobody been vaccinated in Haiti. Mm. But then, of course, that country has no leadership at this point. And, uh, and then, of course, I, I read where they recently released five of the uh, Christians who were trying to help them. Uh, I don't know if there are any that are still uh, kidnapped, but, they, but at least five have been released. Wonder how the Haitians feel about what's going on with their country now. Because they still have no leadership. They may be afraid to think anything. Right. Very well stated. <laughs> They're more tempted to leave than to stay. And this is a question. Are we going to have a new variant every few months? <laughs> Time will tell. We don't know. Will we have to be getting boosters all the time? We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Will we have to get vaccines every year like we do with the flu? Time will tell. But anyway, it's 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 it's, it's alarming enough for you to wonder why people still will not get vaccinated. In spite my, of all my, my question, Dr. Callender, is um, you know what have scientists learned since? Um, the Spanish flu back in um, 1918. 18. Yeah, 1918. And so now we know a hundred years more about viruses and vaccines. And how will that help? Well, it's already helped. We've developed a vaccine. It's helped immensely. We, we've developed a vaccine within uh, months, which we couldn't do hundred years ago. And uh, how many people's lives were saved because of the vaccine? I don't know, but it's probably in the millions.
So the new the new thing is the variants and the strains that which have always been the situation with the uh, flu vaccine. There's always been variants. The question is uh, how serious are the variants? Now this is the answer to the question so far anyway. The impression is that the same vaccine that works for the Delta is gonna work for Omicron as well. And uh, the earlier, early information is that it is not any, it's not as virulent as Delta so far. But testing is ongoing, but the evidence suggests that uh, vaccines we have are effective against Omicron as they are against Delta. We talked a lot last week about the uh, vaccine inequities, global vaccine inequities, and uh, they persist. which means that there's likely to have more variants. Most people believe that the solution is to uh, try to get as many people vaccinated as possible. It's amazing how uh, effective the airplanes are transmitting the viruses from humans to others. It's amazing how one thing we think is a wonderful development can be a plague as well. And air travel is wonderful, but it has its drawbacks. So it looks like as soon as uh, anything appears one place, it's all over the world <laughs> because of our uh, ability to travel from one place to another. I think it's more that people are not getting vaccinated. <laughs> it, it allows it to, to spread like that. Yeah. Well, that, that's part of it. The other part of it is that we travel. It's humans take the virus. So our ability to travel from one place to another is part of it as well. well Dr. Calder, I, I heard a, an argument uh, by somebody that didn't want to get the vaccination. He said, well, even if I do get the vaccination, I can still get it and I can still spread it to somebody else. 
even if I do get vaccinated? What, what, how would you respond to somebody like that? I don't understand. And the, the purpose of getting the vaccine is keep yourself from dying. And uh, th that's the purpose, to save your life. That's the purpose of the vaccine. Uh, so uh, I think they are missing the point uh, that, as we mentioned, nearly 800,000 Americans are dead and close to 6 million humans are dead. So that's the goal is to, to save lives. Dr. Callender, the other argument is that if you do get, if you get vaccinated and you do get the coronavirus, you're going to have, maybe have fewer problems when you get to the hospital. Well, not only that, you're going to live. <laughs> That's the biggest issue. You're going to live. And you may be hospitalized, but you're going to live. Whereas the unvaccinated have 20 times the likelihood of dying if you're not vaccinated. So that's 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 the real critical issue is life and death. And this, I guess, all of this points to the fact that uh, uh, all adults need to be need booster shots. That's that's kind of the bottom line of all of this is that uh, one, one, the initial shot is not enough. You need to have a booster shot. Carol asked your questions before Bonnie got on the call. What was the question, uh, John? John. Yes. Well, I think it's very important to appreciate the fact that uh, this may be more easily transmissible, uh, although it may not be as, as lethal, but it may be more transmissible. Do you have any more of the, uh, the uh, people who are against vaccination who are changing their minds because of the variants? I haven't seen any data that uh, indicates that people are becoming more interested in being vaccinated as these variants appear. Dr. Kellner, my daughter who never wanted to get vaccinated, but she did, um, you know, she, she still doesn't even want to get the booster. She only she got doesn't. vaccinated because of, you know, her parents. She was coming home to visit her parents. But um, asking her if she's going to get the um, booster, she's still saying no. 
<laughs> and I know somebody like that too. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. well, we have to do our best to try to educate them, but mm -hmm. just that's all we can do. Talked to a guy in Florida yesterday. He said he still wasn't vaccinated, <clears throat> but he might go ahead and get it now. Why? I think because of the uh, Omicron. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, you know, Florida has one of the highest vaccination yeah. rates in the country. And I think that's yeah. because there's so many old people <laughs> in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. The elderly. I'm not going to say old people. The elderly. Sounds better. <laughs> Seasoned, seasoned. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, seasoned saints. Well, this just says what we've said again and again until we get higher vaccination rates, variants will continue to come. And it doesn't seem as, as though those, those anti-vax people are changing their minds. A lot of them are dying though. I, there was a, a piece on the news this morning, I believe Connecticut was one of the New England states, I believe. And the uh, medical director said that 100% of the folks who, of the patients uh, hospitalized at that particular um, moment in time with COVID were unvaccinated, 100%. Wow. Well, maybe that message will get out and uh, they'll uh, change their minds. I'm hoping they will. Um, good morning. This is Cheryl. I've joined late, but I have a question. I'm not sure it was late night last night when I late last night when I was watching this program, but it seems like this doctor was talking about some type of I don't know if you call it vaccination where you're actually getting uh, antibodies or antigens or something um, injected instead of the vaccine or instead of the MRA what's going on now, and it's for people that are immunocompromised. Have you heard anything about that? Well, I uh, I didn't understand what you said. Uh, uh, last night, it was really late and I was watching this program, so I may not have it correctly, but this doctor was saying something about a type of uh, injection that you could get if you're immunocompromised. That's, I think he said was giving you the antibodies or something else for immunosuppressed people? Have you heard of anything like that? Well, uh, well, they have, for example, they have uh, boosters and they also have antibody, antibodies that uh, prevent you from getting uh, COVID. Um, so uh, yes, there is. there are antibodies that can be used to uh, prevent you from getting uh, COVID. Whether that will take the place of a booster, I don't know. 
and that that remains to be seen. Yeah. Okay. But yes, they do have. And right now we have uh, the vaccine which prevents the virus, and we also have uh, antibodies that destroy the virus. So, so we have a full cycle of treatment now, which we didn't have before. Apparently someone has uh, developed a, an oral medication, a, a, a pill. Right, um, right, right. Mm -hmm. We talked about that too. And that, that pill does exactly what we're talking about. It kills the, the virus. It's, they have it's, antibodies that do it and they also have a pill that does it. But the, the, the pill is what you take after you get it. It, it kills prevent, the virus, right. It doesn't prevent you from getting it. No, no, no. It, it kills the virus, right. And that's what uh, Cheryl was talking about. But they have a pill as, as well as uh, antibody treatment. Uh, Dr. Is the pill available now? Has that been approved? Yes. Okay. It's been FDA approved now. In terms of its availability, I don't know about it, but it is FDA approved as an emergency treatment. One thing that uh, this is uh, manifesting is the ability of the uh, scientific community to respond to uh, the viral challenges and the viral changes. Uh, and so you can see that uh, within two to four weeks of a variant, you have a therapy that's directed towards it. Which goes back to uh, Tatum's question, uh, how we evolved since 100 years ago when we had the Spanish flu. This is an example. And this is uh, the, uh, the, the more recent uh, Pfizer test that uh, says the vaccine that we already have uh, neutralizes the, the new Omicron variant. That's in the laboratory test. That's the early evidence. We have to still wait to see. This is what came up suggesting that this variant is not as lethal as the Delta variant. And that most people didn't require hospitalization. In South Africa, anyway.
Any worry about the who's going to replace Francis Collins? I haven't seen any, any articles on that. As uh, he's going to leave office as of December thirty first. Wow. Fauci will still be there, but Francis Collins will not. So that kind of brings us up to date on the Omicron. Um, uh, this is an article that talks about the breakthrough uh, situation that uh, makes even more important the need for uh, boosters for all adults. But as you've already identified, people who got the initial shot and were not willing to take the booster, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's the way it is. Is there a reason why they feel like the teenagers don't need a booster? The, the teenagers need a booster. But it's not approved for them yet, or is it, or it is? It, it's, a, it's approved for all adults. But like the gauge group 15 through 18, it's not approved yet? Yes, it is. Yes, it's it approved is. for all adults now. Oh, you mean eight? It's actually approved for people above five. People above what? Five. Five. The booster or the vaccine? Booster. And they, they, these are interesting uh, hypotheses, uh, which remain to be proven about whether or not reinfection risk, risk may be higher with the variant. And uh, as, as, as time will tell, we get the real truth on that. Right now, it's pretty much uh, guessing. Now the uh, the uh, the five to eighteen group is a group that has not uh, actually been allowed to have the vaccine longer than six months, and so uh, the best test for them will, will is yet to come because they uh, most of the uh, even between five and eighteen. Uh, have not had uh, the, the uh, vaccine longer than six months. And that's the, that's the time period when the booster becomes of, of, of importance. Although some may say that uh, the need may occur as early as three months, but most people will, will say that it's with after six months for sure, when the booster becomes more critical. 
that's interesting that the, that uh, uh, it appears that more people are lining up for booster shots, but uh, the question is, does that mean that more people are going to be vaccinated who weren't initially vaccinated? And that's going to be interesting to see. It's clear now that people who got the first shot, many of them are getting booster shots. So doc, Dr. Callender, someone who's unvaccinated and they decided to today to go down and get the get the vaccine they're going to have to wait to get the wait second one they're going to have to wait to get the second shot no then, the second shot it's, it's automatic in other words in order to be vaccinated you have to get two shots i understand i'm saying some somebody who decides today that they're going to get vaccinated yes you get the first one then they have to wait three or four weeks to get the second one and then yes. six months later to get the booster. That's correct. Okay. No, nothing's changed. <laughs> nothing's changed. No. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just hopeful that uh, this will result in more people getting vaccinated as well as getting boosters. That's in our best interest. Dr. Callender, when I go up to Howard, you have to sign in. And so they have uh, uh, some pens that are supposedly clean, and then they have the dirty pens. So you take one of the clean pens and you sign in and you put it in the dirty pens. Uh, and they're not doing that uh, globally. So what do you think about that? Well, we have the same thing at the hospital. I mean, at the church when we go to church. But I just bring my own pen. I think it's a, uh, there's a reason for the practice, and it makes sense. Uh, but uh, bring your own pen and don't don't do it. But it, it makes sense to. I think it's a good practice. Stop the calendar. Listen with it. Yes, Bonnie. Uh, uh, can you walk in to get your booster at Howard or do you have to? Okay. You can walk in. They have a, a specific time that they're open, but yeah, you can walk in. Okay. I forgot so the time, time. But they have a prescribed time. time but you, you don't have to do it in advance. Okay. And you go to the same place? Where? No. I don't know the same you go, place you go you to mean, the main entrance you go to the hospital is that what you're talking yeah about? yeah i went to the, go hospital. To the hospital main entrance right front because door, the front, front initial, door shots, yeah. initial shots were not in the hospital yeah they were in the i want to go back to where i was originally vaccinated where was that in the hospital at the at the um it was somewhere um, in the middle well, i want to go back to howard that's what i'm saying okay well there are two sites that they were given the vaccine Mm -hmm. They're giving the vaccine at the College of Medicine. They were also giving the vaccine at the hospital. Yes, I went to the College of Medicine. Okay. And I, I'm not sure exactly where the site of the uh, vaccination is. Now. Oh, most, well, I can go there and I can find out. I'll yeah, just, because most of the people now were doing it at the hospital. 
Yeah, Where did you entrance, get yours? Okay. Yeah, the entrance is right on Georgia Avenue. It's yes. The main entrance. Yeah, that's the hospital. Mm -hmm. Very simple. Mm -hmm. The hardest thing is parking. <laughs> oh, well, don't have to worry. <laughs> I got mine at the dental school. Okay. I got mine at Costco. <laughs> okay. Uh, any other additional comments? Uh, you want to make, Daryl, any closing comments? Daryl is speechless. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the first. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Daryl, give us some good closing remarks. Oh, well, you kind of put me on the spot. I don't have any. <laughs> That's a new one. Carol, did you believe you see the date? Write the date down. Beauty, <laughs> Carol. So, so Daryl, you coming to D.C. next week? Uh, yes, sir. And I was only kidding about sitting in with your band because um, the rule I have when people ask to sit in with my band, I say we have a policy where we don't allow that. So I was just kidding about sitting in with you. No, it, it, it's possible. Yeah, you, you should play my keyboard. It's okay. It it just depends on, on the uh, on the song that we play. We, we do a couple of old school tunes that uh, fit would fit you perfectly. <laughs> Okay, so you're saying that I'm an old dude uh, that wants to play. <laughs> I get that. Shoe fits, right? No, he's elderly. Oh, season. Season. Season thing. Season. He's a senior. Yeah. That's what you mean to say. There you uh, go. Dr. Callender, can you get a urologist to uh, do a presentation for us? Sure. Okay. I'll work on that. Yeah, yeah I we, had, we had one come before. You remember that, Dr. Williams? She came once. Yeah, Pamela, Pamela Coleman. Actually. Coleman, I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, Pamela Coleman. I'll, I'll get her. I'll get her. She, she's been very, very uh, willing to work with us. So I'll talk to her. I have a question for Daryl. Can, can you tell me what date? The the um, podiatrist came because I think I was out of town and missed m the majority <laughs> of that. <clears throat> I'd like to uh, to listen to the video. I'll, I'll the do a search for that and I'll send you an email right after this session. Excellent. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, uh, see you guys next week. Have a nice week. Have a good week. Okay. Joyce, I need to call came you. on the 30th, September 30th. Okay. Oh, September 30th. Mm -hmm. oh, there you go. Janice is on the ball, huh? <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> I remember that one. That one was a good one for me. I, I learned a lot when, um, was it Jeter? Yes, Dr. Jeter. Okay. Yeah. September 30th. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Have a good week and uh best to all of you Take all right Thank you. stay safe okay call me okay i'll call you okay all right see you next uh. week